This is Coogan Cassis for Rifles, even in association with MTK Global. Um, yeah, a bit of an odd situation, this interview, Frank, but yeah, we're going to get through it, like we're going to get through everything in life. Frank, how are you? I'm all right, just keep your distance, keep your distance. I'm good, I'm okay. Uh, obviously, like everybody, uh, concerned and disappointed where, where we are with everything, but what can you do? Everybody's in the same boat, everybody's suffering, and uh, we've got to pull together and make it work. Let's start with your announcements yesterday that um, you've decided your huge show, which was due to take place on April 11 for the O2, has now been pushed back to July. So, yeah, just I, I suppose you gave that every opportunity until obviously the board came out yesterday and said that there was to be no boxing until they review it in April, obviously, which had an impact on that. Well, the whole thing is quite strange, really, because the government haven't banned mass meetings. What they've done, they said that they won't allow the, the emergency services to be used by any gatherings. So that makes it very difficult as far as insurance and so forth is concerned. And the Boxing Board of Control have come out with this uh, thing. I got a call ye uh, yesterday morning from Robert Smith who advised that they were gonna, it's gonna be indefinite. And I said, you surely should be in a position, like most of the other sports, where you review it after a couple of weeks, which they've, they've done. But th we all understand that and understand where we are, but er everything should be done with the license holders input into it. You know, they need to be speaking to us as well because we're the ones on the front line. You know, boxing's a, a very unique sport in as much as if, you don't, if you're a boxer and you don't fight, you're not getting paid. You're not on wages. You've not got a salary. Your salary is when you fight, and it's the same for us in our business. Whereas, uh, you know, like the Boxing Board of Control guys, they all get their wages every week. So you need to be having close discussions with everybody concerned because... We all need some input into this to see how we can make the best of an awful situation to ensure that people's livings and their commitments that they may have, like their mortgages and so forth, that we can uh, pull together to help and see if make, make sure that those things are covered. Frank, last week um, when you put a statement out to say that the fight wasn't in jeopardy, obviously this situation is changing by the hour, let alone the day. So what was your understanding of it? Uh, prior to putting that statement out about what was going to kind of be happening with that? Well, the government, the, 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 the British, not the British, sorry, the outside of Scotland, the, you know, Boris Johnson has said and still says there are no bannings of mass gatherings. They've not banned them. They hadn't banned them then. So you've got to look at, to, as they're not banned, that, that they can happen. Cheltenham Festival went, went on. There was a number of pop concerts that took place as well after we put our statement on out. But um, as I mentioned just now, it's made it difficult by the fact that you can't get the, uh, the services that you need, the, the, you know, the ambulance service, the police and so forth, to be involved in the events. That makes it pretty impossible for them to happen, and therefore you can't insure them. Was it discussed that there was a potential of uh, Joyce Dubois going behind closed doors? Yeah, we had some thought, thoughts about it, but at the end of the day we decided that it was such a big fight and it needs the atmosphere and so forth to to work that way. So we made a, a proper, we feel, calculated and proper decision to push it back to what we've done. I think it's July the 11th now, um, because hopefully by then we might get, get back to normality. So people have got tickets for that. They can either get a refund for the original event, the original date, or hold on to their tickets for the 11th of July for, for what's going to be a great fight. Mm. Um, obviously July the 11th is a little bit away away, but I suppose only the next kind of few weeks will tell us how realistic even that date is. Is that fair to say as well, Frank? I just think the thing's such a moving target. No one knows what's happening. All, we're, all the, the government are being advised by scientists 
a lot of people criticising the way that the government are handling it as regards how different it's handled in other countries. I think up to now it's been handled pretty well. My only concern is, is, the, is as I say, is the information factor. I mean, really, to say that events can take place but they can't have the services, you might as well just say we're banning the events. That made it a bit, you know, makes made it a bit difficult. But um, I don't know what's going to happen. No one knows what's going to happen. If we all knew what was going to happen, we'd all be buying plenty of shares in various stock markets and and companies and have a good day at the races. But no one knows what's happening. No one. And you know, and the average poor bloke in the you know, the woman in the street, you know, who's, who's for people people like in, you know service industries and so forth, are out working, not getting anything coming in. So it's just, it's just dreadful for everybody. But at the end of the day. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen, and we all got to go over the flow. I've just um, saw Martin Bowers actually about an hour ago, and he said obviously he's giving his boys uh, about three weeks off. Obviously, peaking and all that. If it's being moved back to July, so I suppose that's the message to all the boxers at the moment as well, because everyone's kind of in the same boat. There were a lot of boxers that were on that card scheduled for April, so uh, like I said, hopefully that July date does go ahead. Well, it, you know, let's keep our fingers crossed on the June date. We, you know, we've got a, a date with um, uh, with Carl Frampton and Herring, and we want to get that on. You know, we were about to announce that, so we've got to just see where we go with that one. To see, and the show we had in Scotland, which we had to pull because uh, Nicola Sturgeon said no gatherings of more than five hundred people. So it's been, it, you know, it's it's, uh, it's all beyond our control. There's nothing we can do about it. How much is an impact, Frank? Do you believe that this will have, uh, kind of moving forward? Well, I hope, I mean, obviously the immediate impact is what it is, financial to everybody, but, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the TV companies. You know, for example, um, Sky and BT Sport, both Sky Sports, BT Sports rely on subscriptions. So, you know, we don't want it to be carrying on too long because otherwise it's going to have, a, well, it will have an effect on them immediately, but we don't, we don't want that to be a, a problem for the industry, you know, for us as a, as a sport. It's... Um, it's tough times. Um, as we are at the moment, as I say, no one's got a crystal ball. No one knows what's going on. And we're all up in the air. We're collectively all up in the air. You know, uh, uh, and even so, even if an event did go on, you know, some people won't even the money to even buy a ticket for it. So that's how it is at the moment. It's, this is a real tough time for, you know, for everybody in this country. Real tough time. But I mean, the main issue here is obviously the people's welfare and their safety and, and health that comes ahead of everything. Right? Well, you know, the health comes before anything, and, uh, and 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 that is the bottom line of it all. You know, it's a it's a, obviously a, a dreadful man-made disease that's uh, that's that well that we've created, um, which um, you know we've got hope that they find a vaccine for for very quickly and uh, and get and, and to, to to eradicate it. I mean, the first time I heard of this was the coronavirus was prior, I think, about three weeks before the Tyson Fury fight. So was this being mentioned before the Fury fight? Because this was obviously, it had come out before then. It's not as obviously extreme as it is now. But was that being mentioned prior to the Fury Wilder fight, Frank? Not so much. I think, you know, look, in this day and age, so everybody's on planes going backwards and forwards around the world. It's, it's obvious that... These things are going to become pandemics when they when when you know when when you get something like this that that is a, a new strain of a or a new virus or a new strain of a flu or whatever it may be, it's always going to it's going to be that way and uh, it's not like it's not been on the cards. You've been hearing about it for many many years now that there's that this sort of thing's going to happen and it's finally happened. 
like I said, it's a day-to-day situation, and it, literally, I think things are changing by the hour. Everyone's kind of waiting for announcements by the government and, and Boris, and we'll have to wait and see what happens. Well, it's so much so that I think they're doing these presses every day, aren't they, to keep the public up to date? And I'm sure there's going to be a lockdown before long. That must be happening soon. Every other country's done it. I should think it's a matter of time before it happens here. Thursday is a rumoured day for this. Say again? I said Thursday is a rumoured day for this. Yeah, I've seen all this stuff on online and so forth, but, you know, it is what it is, mate. You stocked up on your toilet roll, Frank? Yeah, I've... I've <laughs> You can't get it in Essex. I don't know about here in Hertfordshire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I can think of a few newspapers that I could use. We'll leave that one there. Um, Frank, obviously, I do want to talk some boxing with you. Obviously, prior to all this, yeah. there's a, a lot going on. And just you touched on it there with Carl Frampton and, and, and Herring. So, obviously, before this, that was just about to be announced, which is right, kicking the nuts. Yeah, it is. I mean, Carl's been training hard. I know Herring, Herring's... Uh, has as well and uh, it's, it's terrible for all the fighters you know and that's their source of income and especially and, and even more so for the guys on the undercards you know those kids starting out the youngsters it's, 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 it's an awful time for them and their families they're the breadwinners they've got to bring, bring home the uh, bring the bucks home to pay the, the bills and uh, unfortunately uh, they're in they're in a, not in a good position What was the situation regarding um Liam Williams and Andrade, how was that kind of left, obviously? Well, the purse bids were supposed to be this week, but they pushed it back a couple of weeks because of the, uh, because of the, uh, the virus situation. But obviously, his shot's there when this kind of resumes, hopefully sooner rather than later, his shot's there against Andrade. As I said, it would have been a few months ago. It is what it is. Now, Frank, I do want to ask you, obviously, about the situation uh, and some allegations that are mean made against Tyson Fury. Uh, quite recently. Um, yeah, what comment can you make on that at the moment, Frank? Well, the Mail on Sunday, a journalist from the Mail on Sunday contacts me very late on Friday, sorry, very late Friday afternoon, early evening, and asked me, um, and, and, asked, and went through about these allegations that this farmer had made. Um, and I said to him, I had a letter from the farmer. I said, actually, I'd had a letter in October from him, last October last year. But in fact, my secretary reminded me it wasn't October, it was September, where he was um, basically saying uh, that um, the allegations were that he'd lied about the evidence that he was giving, was going to give in the hearing that never took place concerning Tyson and uh, his cousin, Yui. And he said that, and the, the farmer alleged that um, he was coerced into um, saying that the meat that Tyson had uh, had eaten had come from his had come from his farm and, and been taken in, and, and he'd signed affidavits uh, confirming that. And there, that was not true. So the man, under his own evidence, even if he's telling the truth now, was lying and signing affidavit. David then um, committed perjury. So, whatever way you want to look at it, the man is a liar and a perjurer. If that, if 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 the events he said took place back then. And the journalist went on to say to me that Team Fury had been in touch with him. And in the letter I got, he keeps referring to you know Team Fury. And I just said, who is Team Fury? You know, Team Fury. I mean, you've seen behind the scenes in a dressing room of Tyson's fight. There's like 
20 different people there. There's nutritionists there, there's the trainer there, there's the corner men, there's the there's a driver, there's you know, a couple of other guys doing whatever they do there, publicists. So I don't know who Team Fury. I said, you have to be more, more specific. Who are you talking about? Are you saying it's Tyson? And we all know it's not Tyson. It's not Tyson denies ever, ever meeting this man. And they couldn't tell me. And, I, and then they talked about the 25 grand. I said, well, who, again, from Team Fury with the quotes, who, who was it? And he couldn't tell me. So I said, well, how can I answer that question? All I know, it was not Tyson. Certainly wasn't me because I wasn't involved with the, with the situation back then. So I said, I, d I don't know. I don't know, you know, until you're more specific. I said, but this is rubbish and you're relying on, you're relying on somebody who is an admitted liar one way or another. He's either lying there or lying then. So he's a liar, whatever way you want to look at it. And that's pretty skimpy evidence to be relying on. Um, and I also said to him, obviously there's no, there's no sport on, football's cancelled and so forth, so we're in like the old silly season, so they're scrambling around for a stories or a story. And uh, that's where, where it got left. And I said to the guy, you've got to be very careful what you write and so forth, and obviously you're going to have to stand this up and back and, and so forth, but, you know, I'm, this, this is crazy to be relying on this person. And Tyson, uh, who I've spoken to on, on a couple of occasions since, you know, denies knowing this man. And that is the position. So the position is, at the moment, that the WBC have come out in support of Tyson, um, that uh, I told this bloke back in, back in, I thought it was October, but it was last September, I told him if he had anything, uh, that he, if what he was saying was true, then he should get in, in touch with UCAD. Because that's what he should do. If he's lied to UCAD, then get in touch with him. But um, he didn't do that. He obviously hawked his story around to a newspaper. And it'd be interesting to know where he got paid for that story. Because all he was after was 25 grand. One way or another. How do you expect uh, a resolution of this, Frank? Well, I don't know how anybody can rely on this on what this bloke's saying. I don't, I, I don't see how anybody can. I mean, the man is a liar. End of the day, you could say to him, you are a liar. And what can he do? Sue you for, for slander? You could write, you are a liar. Can he sue you for libel? Of course he can't, because why? He's a liar. And it's funny, it's taken him five years, five years to come out the woodwork. What do you have, a, the old conscious, his conscience or something? Pink, you know, pang of consciousness, I don't know. Guilt, whatever it was, five years ago. Please, do me a favour. And it weren't over a title fight. This was a 10-round fight, by the way. So why would he be taking stuff for a 10-round fight? I don't get my head round. I could never get my head round that anyway. And, you know, he fought Klitschko. When he beat Klitschko, he was clean as a whistle. He was tested. No problems with that. I think T Tyson's probably the most tested boxer in this country. Or was the test most tested boxer. His last fight, he came through clean against... Well, not that fight... The fight before with Wilder, this last fight he came through okay against them. So, you know, with clearance, so that was publicised a couple of weeks ago. So to me, it's uh, it sounds a, what it is, a liar looking for 25, or looking for some money. 25 grand from somewhere. I don't know what the newspaper paid him. Have you been in contact with UCAD regarding this, Frank? No, 
no, have no need to get in touch with UCAD. If, if anything, they're the people, you know, if anything is to be done, then maybe they should be contacting uh, us. But again, how can they rely on this? I don't see how anyone can rely on this man, on, on what he's saying at all. And Tyson, by the way, let's get it right. Tyson's, you know, they came to a, they come to a resolution. They agreed with it. It's closed. He was, he was at the ring for two years, Tyson. And I tell you what, in doing all this as well, you know what really pissed me off more than anything? All that crap that he's come through in the past, you know, all the mental problems and all the stuff that he was going through. And then they go and do it, and somebody does this based off of this bloke. You know, did anyone, you know, these, this, this, you know, this news, the newspaper and especially the journalist, did he give a shit about that? Of course he didn't give a shit about that. You know, he had, I've got a great story. I've got a great exposure. He even put a little tweet out saying, nice try, Frank, when I've made some comments about it. So all he cares about is his story. I mean, if Tyson had jumped off a bridge that night because of what happened, would he have lost any sleep over it? I doubt it. Um, all these, you know, they've, they've obviously, they didn't just, this has been going on for a while. And it, in my opinion, it's been going well. They've got photographs of the guy up in his farm and that. So they've sent photographers up to do it all. So it's been lurking around with them for a while. And I, and I, and I generally feel, and the question I ask, did they pay this man any money? Number one and number two, why did they leave it till Friday night? You know, we all know the old. We know how it all works. Write your story, then just get a comment so you can't kill the story. You come in late on Friday, so you know it's difficult to go to court to get injunctions and all stuff like that. I know how it works. I've been around long enough to know how it works. But the bottom line of it all is, um, it's crap. So finally, just Frank, you, you don't expect this to be taken any further or, or looked into at all? Take, take this liar seriously. Can't take him seriously. He's a liar. One way or another, he's a liar and a blackmailer. Okay. Um, all right. Well, Frank, uh, like I said, there's not going to be any boxing on for a little while. So, uh, what are you going? What are you, no football? What are you going to be doing with yourself? Well, I have to get on with uh, my knitting, won't I? My crocheting, crochet, crocheting. No, what am I doing? I'm not. Uh, I'm not doing nothing. Mate. I'm just gonna. Uh, we'll be working, won't we? We've got obviously got a lot of rescheduling to do and sort things out, like everybody's got to do. You know, it's a uh, it's a worrying it's worrying times for people. It's you know it's uh, it's very sad. You know that, that the world's in this place. Very very sad, and it's uh, I just hope that hope that. Um, they get this disease sorted out as soon as possible, this virus, disease, whatever it may be, as soon as possible for the health of people and to try and get some normality back in life. All right, Frank. Well, listen, I uh, appreciate your time. Um, it's very, like, empty outside. But well, it's empty yeah. in here. We've only oh, got no, a skeleton staff in here. We've sent everybody home. You know, it's only just a few of us here, and, uh, and that's it. But that's what it is, mate. That's what, what can you do? Frank Warren, thank you very much for talking to IFL TV and like I said, hopefully uh, we'll catch up with you sooner rather than later. Definitely. Stay well, stay healthy.